We're on page Kuf Mem Zayin, in the middle of the page. This is the Chazar Shia, this is the, the Shia from Parshas Kisavai. We're learning, we're learning the sugya of machshavas, of thoughts, which is a, which is something that is so neglected and so left behind. We're so busy trying to survive when it comes to our actions, our maizim, and our hergeshim, our emotions, that we don't think enough about our thoughts. The, the really earth-shattering yisaid that we've been focusing on the past few weeks, that is rooted in the in Chazal, in the Zohar Kodesh, in Ramban, and would later emerge in the writings or the teachings of the Holy Balsham, is the Adam Iyum Machshav, that the person is, in essence, he is his thoughts. He is where his thoughts are. Physically, he might be in one place, but since the essence of a person is his Neshama, and it's only that the Guf is a Lavush for the Neshama, therefore the person really is where his Machshavas are. So that's a wonderful thing. That means that a person could be stuck in the five towns and he thinks about the Kaisal and he focuses on that place by the Kaisal that he likes to daven. And Be'emes, Be'emes, he's in that place. He's, by, he's in Yerushalayim. He's by the Kaisal. And we, we know that that's, uh, that's a Kavana by davening from Ben Yaina and other Rishonim that when a person's davening he should try to imagine himself, especially for us nowadays. By the Rishonim, they... they they only dreamt what Echisol was like. They were never, most of them never were there. And we're Zaycha, uh, most of us have been Zaycha to be there. And we could actually be transported to that place. Because the person is where his machshavas are. And there are many wonderful positive things, of course, that come out from that. On the other hand, it means that a person can be in an unpleasant place if his thoughts are there. And and a person who does not live with the yisoid that we've been learning over these months, that the etzim of the person is the nisham, that's who he is. The person can go his entire life not realizing how the vast majority of his life was not even lived in the place where he lived, but in the place where his thoughts are. And because of the world that we're in, especially because of the world that we're living in, and the time that we're in, where the machshavas, the thoughts of a person, are besieged by so many, by so many things that come from the other side, from the sitrach, but they're not just thousands of miles away from a Jew, but millions of light years away from where we're supposed to be. We must learn how to be menake, how to clean our machshavas. And that's what we're learning. First, the person has to understand this yisayid and to live with this every minute. According to the yisayid that we're learning, we could understand the depths of that chisarun of a person who's thinking about negative things. Now, we're not only talking about things that are, God forbid, disgusting, but things that are negative, things that are things that are um, destructive and negative on many levels, about oneself, about other people. At the time that a person is thinking about something which is negative, he is in effect taking the etzem ha'ani himself, and he's putting it into into that place. Nobody would want to go into a, a barn. It's true that a person sometimes is in such a place for a few minutes, but nobody would want to set up shop. Nobody wants to settle into a place that has such a smell. It's not a place for a human being. 
We want desperately, really desperately, to live in a clean world, more than ever before. People want to live in a clean world. We're not even masik. I once spoke to, I once spoke to my uncle about this many years ago. You know, we take certain things for granted. 50, 60, 70 years ago, there was no such thing even as, as deodorants. People would shower or bathe for Shabbos. So, as far as change of clothing, what do you think people had? How many changes of clothing they had? They had Shabbos and they had weekday. There were wealthy people, but for the most part, people smelled. The world was filled, especially the cities, were filled with a constant stench. A terrible smell. The people worked hard. The weather, the weather, even though, they, even though the, the Chakronim are making up all these things about global warming, the world has been warm for a long time. And, and especially in, in the Middle East, <coughs> but even in other places, it's very hot. And people worked harder than they, than they do now for the most part. Not, they weren't sitting in offices with the air conditioning, you understand? It was hot. And people were fashvitzed. And the world was filled with all kinds of machlis that had to do with dirty, filthy kalim and filthy food and filthy streets and garbage. We, have, we take for granted. If the guy doesn't pick up your garbage on Monday and Wednesday, you're already calling up the sanitation department, you're making a homie shaber. How come you didn't pick up my garbage? And people lived in garbage, manage, in garbage. What, disposable this, disposable that? We have you take a plastic, they throw it in the garbage. That people lived mamish in, in, in mountains of filth. So more than ever, as we get closer to Mashiach, this is part of what's happening. There's a huge bikush, a desire to live in an Eilamaki, to live in a clean world. The environmentalists, we have got a very, very big Mishagayim, some of them, that the environmentalists, all they think about day and night, and they sit in, in, in laboratories and make studies, they're worried about how clean the water is and how clean the air is. I'm not saying there's not, of course that's important, but I'm only told when I say Mishagayim, when it's taken to an extreme. But the, the, every single thing has to be naki. A person wears a shirt, he wears a shirt, right away, the, the, the cleaner, uh, the clothing, right away. Nikayon, cleanliness, it has, has become a very, very important thing in food, in, 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 one's, in one's personal hygiene, and so on. It's a very big thing. Write some on a luchyas by As we get closer to the Mashiach, there's more of a rotsen to have an ilam naki, to have a world that's clean. A person loves to be in a place where the air is good. The air is good. You know, in the, in the summer when you you take, oh, you have, if you go just in the car for two and a half hours from over here, whenever I go and I leave the city, and and I go and I go over the Tappan Sea Bridge and I go up to the mountains. When you get out of the car, when you get out of the car in the mountains, you take the first breath of air in the mountains. It's not Elam Naki. And that's not even the Tachlis. I mean, you go from there, you go to, you go to, race to Canada, you go to the, to Colorado, to Abzaychet, to be, to be, it's Amaridik, Zach Venaki, it's so good. The air is so clean, it's so good. And I'm sure if you go to places that are further away, they, they, they would think that that's, they would make fun that that's not even good air. Because all, altogether, it's, it's two hours away from Denver, and the Catskills are, uh, 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 two hours away from, from Manhattan. When a, once a person understands what is a machshava, what's a machshava? What is a thought? We don't think thoughts are real. That's our problem. We we don't think thoughts are real. That's why a person every every person will say the from person will say, well I didn't hurt anybody. I'm not bothering anybody. All these lashonas. We don't think that thoughts are real. The irony of that is that we're learning is that the realest part of who we are is our thoughts. Once a person understands the mohus, the, the real the real nature of a machshava, the thought, then he would he would want very much more than anything 
that it should be clean, it should be pure, not just his water, not just his socks, but that his machshava should be clean and pure. If a person understands that that's the etzim of who he is, much more so than his levushim. People are crazy that the levushim should be clean. And if you see a, if you see a yid that he has a stain, then he, on his jacket or something is a whole big, he's already a bottle and, and then what's the matter with him? He's not the normal person. And look what happens when you sit and learn all those years, you become not clean and everybody is disgusted. They don't want to get, go near the guy. Remember we learned from the Kavayosha that he brought the Maisa with Aliyah So could you imagine? It could be that you meet a yid like this someplace, you're walking in Geula, and it could be that Sadiq and he's a Kaddish. But for whatever reason, he can't. His coat is not so clean. He's poor. Poor people. Sometimes they lose a little bit of that Indian of taking care of themselves in some ways. And, and so you meet him. You meet him, right? And 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 the guy. Look at. So the guy didn't find out yet about about deodorant. He didn't find out yet about you know uh, the latest uh, body wash discovery, right? So you meet up with this guy and you, and you, and you, and you turn to your you turn to your wife and you, you say, oh, well, this is you know here in Yishalayim, some of these people they got to take care of themselves, you know it's it's not nice. And if Elionovi was if Elionovi was there and the two of you were walking by Elionovi, so it could be I mean it's scary to think about it, but Elionovi would go over to that yid that Yushalmi and go, oh yes, yeah, as I get, oh this guy smells like a rose, not like a rose, and then he would turn to me or you and say, oh fashtuk stinks with a million with a million uh, uh, Yankee games and worse uh, and I, I don't just mean Met games I understand <laughs> and worse uh, magazines and books and television so uh, stench Elianovi wouldn't be able to even go in the street and that guy that, the guy that has a stain on his jacket and doesn't smell so nice according to our push of smelling Elianovi could go over and kiss him and say this guy is the delicious guy he smells filled with Kamarashi Taisus and Filled with your shemaim, filled with chesodim and davening, it's filled with good things. It's not a reason not to take care of oneself, obviously. I'm just saying, to think about that. When a person understands what is a machshava, what is a thought? If a person would really think about what a thought is and live with that, then he would want so much naturally. Again, like we learned, you wouldn't have to tell him. He would naturally run away from from thinking about bad things. He wouldn't go near it in his mind. But he doesn't think like that. He thinks that no, no, this is me. Machshavah's thoughts are this thing inside of me, a part of me. That comes from that wrong way of thinking that I'm the Etzim Aguf. I'm really a Guf, and I have in the Shama. Meaning, I am a Guf, I'm a regular guy, and I have thoughts. So, that's not, that's not true. That's not true. We don't. We shouldn't wait till 120 to find out. That's not true. The truth is that you are your thoughts, and you have a goof. No, lavush. It's certainly easier to clean one's lavushim, to give them to the dry cleaner, to throw them to the machine, than to clean the etzim of who a person is. Obviously, there are people who are more sensitive to this. The Eshnam Hamagish and Pachas, and those who are less sensitive. Just like in Gashmias, you have people who are more sensitive to Nikias, to cleanliness, and, and being clean, and there are those who are, who are less sensitive to it. There's a certain type of a person. With this also, there are people who are more sensitive, and there, and there are people who are less sensitive. Yeshna Adam Shalom Afilo Likro Iton. You could have a guy, it doesn't bother him to read a newspaper. That what? A newspaper that from page one to the last page, Kemat is not one page from the beginning to end. And if you're talking about a tumma like the New York Times, and if you're talking about the tumma, the Ovi Ovisa tumma, which is the Sunday Times, then you're talking about 500, 600 pages. The Kemat from the beginning to end, Hashem, I've been clean from that already for many years. It was a big taiva. It was a big taiva. I was just talking to my wife about it the other day saying how she remembers how I used to indulge that, uh, that I was, Sunday, Sunday, like after, after Marv, that I would, I would like to sit back. It was a minig, I was saying to the that I would like to sit on Sunday late, late uh, and to go through the New York Times to find out what's going on in the world, that I should be a, 
an intelligent person, and and how life changed when when I got over that habit. And I don't know if I would have ever gotten over it if not for the fact that I was so enraged about how anti-Semitic the paper had become. Mm-hmm. That because of my 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 anger over that that I was able to actually get out of the sugi of the New York Times. But it's a sugi, hundreds and hundreds of pages from beginning to end, with the exception of maybe a couple of pages in the business section where it's numbers, just things. And even that's depressing and upsetting half the time. But mostly it's what? It's always occurring. Some disgusting thing that's going on in the world. Geneva, stealing, Ratzach murdering. Heathen, Molim, Kalaiwa. And, and, and when I say the New York Times, I'm not saying that Lafouke, the New York Post of the Daily News, was Emel Adaba, that any, any dignified, self-respecting Jew wouldn't touch and they would never have touched because it's a Kulai, Kulai, Schmutz, and an Irish guy, or other things, magazines, who. But at least when we were talking, when we grew up, we thought that to read the New York Times is, you know, you're a hush of a person. Certain Hashidas, now people think of the Wall Street Journal, are certain Hashidas. Kol Yom Hukariel Oid Avlois, Amaisim Shlili. Every day. You read about another, you read about more uh, other Avlois, Amaisim Shlili. Obviously, this is infinitely better. In Hamadiyah, you know, the daily paper like that, Hamadiyah, they try very, very hard. They're very good people, and they're trying very hard that it should be knocky. At least it's knocky from really sick things. But there's also about, you know, suicide bombs in Pakistan and, and Afghanistan and all the other stands, not stand musical, but the stands that are, that are blowing themselves up and blowing other people up. And th- that's the job of a newspaper. They just clean out anything that's inappropriate or too, ex- too, too shocking with the understanding that, you know, there could be teenagers reading this and, uh, and even uh, the adult uh, ha- has to take it easy a little bit. So it's so much better. There's no question. And if a person has a tie to read the newspaper, then we'll call it. And thank God there's a thing like that that you can read. Uh, you can read something like the Hamadiyah or the, the, the Ateid and uh, people like some people like. So, fine. It's better. It's an improvement, but still, it's it's about it's, a lot of it is about avlus. It's a lot about it. A lot of it is about things that are that are horrible and upsetting in the world. Call Yomuk, and you're reading about politicians, Rishayim, all different. You're reading the names and about different things that they're Rishayim, that they're talking, that they're saying. That it's all again. We're, we're speaking now purely from that perspective of absolute truth. I'm not saying that on the scale of, of Averis, that this is, compa- forbid, that we're comparing, looking at that and, 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 and doing an Averis. But we're talking about Nikayon, right? Clean, clean, being clean. From that perspective of Nikias, same thing if you're talking to a, a person, when it comes to something physical, so he would, unless he's mamish, mamish, crazy, he would say that if you have that a little bit, if you have a, a little bit of water from the tap to swallow the aspen, it's not going to kill you. It's a clinicite. They're bigger virus than a, uh, in, in the physical world than having a little tap water. <clears throat> but still, if a person is talking about absolute nakiyas, even in the physical world, then it's a madrega, where even when it comes to that, the person would be nizar from the slightest as much as a person can from anything that's dirty, anything that's, that's dangerous. But the newspapers are filled with them. I'm not talking about little traces of bacteria. The newspapers are not, don't have traces of bacteria. The newspapers are infested. But the person ignores this, and he says to himself, look, what's the, what's the difference? The mice, I'm not... I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not Michael Jackson. I'm sorry to say, it, but I'm not, I'm not Michael Jackson. So it's interesting to it's interesting to read about him. Someone told me from Shul that, that there was an auction. They're auctioning some of the of his tumma, uh things that he had. Like people are looking for original sefer Torah. You know, the you imagine such a thing. So they paid. They, somebody paid. This is what one of the guys told me. Somebody paid the other day fifty thousand dollars for a glove. He used to wear gloves. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somebody he paid fifty thousand dollars for a glove that he threw into the audience in nineteen ninety-two or something. Fifty thousand dollars online. Fifty thousand dollars for. No. Fifty thousand dollars to make a cheshbon that a person would buy from such a from 
such a shtiktum, a, a glove. So, so what? What? So it's. So, um, what does the person say to himself? He says to himself, "Is Baruch the Levava Leimer?" Speaks Parsha. Bishrulisli beeilech. In other words, it's not me. I would never. I, I'm not. I, I know that he's a, he was a Russia, and I have no shaykes to him. I would never let my children listen to his music and hang up his picture. But it's interesting to read about such a, a, a mishodim. It's interesting to read about what kind of a person he was. It's interesting. No more than that. I don't. I don't identify with him. I'm ilokaze. And when the person says I'm ilokaze, I'm not like him. That means he's separating himself from Jackson. Mazama freely. So what's wrong with knowing about it? What's wrong? Yeah. The fact that a person says, I don't identify with this germ or this bacteria or this uh, flu. The fact that you don't identify it and you don't like it and you, and, you, and you even despise it. The fact is that if it's in your system, it's in your system. You understand? We're not talking about your feelings about it. If it's in the system, it's in the system. So th- that that you say I, I I can't stand Michael Jackson is just an interesting thing. I, I I read about it, or I I never would I would never would hurt a person, but I, I enjoy reading uh, these novels about uh, uh, violence, and, you know, novels or books about uh, war and novel stuff. I'm not I'm, I don't identify with it. We're not talking about how you feel about it. We're talking about whether or not it's allowed into the system. Whether or not you, it's, whether or not it's part of you, doesn't mean that you have to identify <coughs> with it. It means that by you engaging in that act of reading or watching this show, or thinking about something, you have allowed it into the system. It's gotten past the border of who you are, and it's inside of you. For someone who's claiming to be an environmentalist and to be a purist. You're lying, you're, you're, you and I, for people like ourselves, and modern people who are very clean, and we shower all the time, and we go to, and we, and we, ta- and we use deodorant, and we, and we smear ourselves with all kinds of good things. So for people like that, it, it, we'd be surprised to find out from the, through the eyes of Hashem how much filth has gotten past the border, has infiltrated into who we are. It's not a question of whether you identify with it. Obviously, if you identify with it, it's much more serious. No, we don't do this. Yeah, murderers, low, low lives, ugh, disgusting. Right? Lawyers, you read about these politicians. And again, and more websites, because now it's not just the newspaper. The newspapers, I think they all have websites too. So why do you have to buy the newspapers? Uh, I don't know. So maybe there's more in the newspaper. Or you want to be able to have the hefts? Uh, I'm not sure. But at any rate, now there's so many websites that that anything that you're interested in, so you could put in that name, and you could, you could look up that that you know thousands of websites that talk about that in you, that Avla, that Russia. So this person is insensitive to that. He doesn't say it's not me. There's such a thing as a person. Again, we're not, we're not. Uh, raised, we weren't raised in, in the sviva of such people. But you have a person, that he simply cannot open a newspaper. Why not? Because most of the papers talking about terrible things in the world. Another police investigation. Some terrible thing that went on in some government, some place. You simply can't bear the thought that, that this is what the world is like. So, so educated Western people would say, the guy's an idiot. And you can't, listen, buddy, that's what the world is. You have to know what's going on in the world. Again, there's that mysterious mitzvah. No one's, ever exact, no one's really explained where in the Sefer Mitzvah of the Rambam or in the Sefer Chinuch it's found. This mitzvah to know what's going on in the world. Where exactly is that found in the Sefer Mitzvahs? Where is it in the Sefer Mitzvahs? But... But to the Western person, this this guy is, is, is an idiot. What do you mean? You don't you don't you don't care what's you don't care what's happening. No, I, I don't want to know about these things. I don't want to know about these things. Obviously, this, for some reason that I have to move, 
So let me know, and uh, we'll talk about it. But in the meantime, I don't need to know. I don't need to know about the latest, uh, the latest scandal, and the latest avla, and what's going on. Well, like I said uh, the other day, the, the the old song when we were kids that had a sentence in it: "I get all the news I need on the weather report." That's it. I get all the news I need on the weather, on the weather. But the truth is, you don't ha- you don't really have to even listen to the weather report. You could, because half the time they're wrong, and otherwise you stick your head out the window and you see the snowing or raining that looks like it's going to do something and take a raincoat or an umbrella. But I'll call upon him. I'll call upon him. This person is not Masugal. You know how you feel? Uh, Marshall. And it's just to use a silly Marshall. That when a person when a person's hungry, he hasn't eaten. So... He starts to think, you know, he was invited to the big Labor Day barbecue, right? So he's all excited about that. And he went a little bit overboard, you know. And uh, so he had, you know, after his fifth hot dog, with sauerkraut, with mustard, and side things on the side. So he felt very sick afterwards. He got sick. And as he's standing there putting in this uh, medicine and that, you know, Pepto-Bismol and this thing and that thing and feeling horrible. So the, the hergish he has is that I'm finished with hot dogs. I don't want to ever think about a hot dog. I don't want to ever... I'm, certainly, there's no question that I'm not going to ever eat another hot dog. But even the machshav of a hot dog, like if, you, like if your brother comes over and he says, hey, 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 Yanka, those were great hot dogs, no? Oh, oh. Two hours ago, two hours ago, there was no better machshava than a, than a good hot dog, right? And now you, the thought of it is sickening. Why would a thought sicken you? What changed? What changed? You felt that this, that the hot dogs that you had somehow had damaged you. They, they caused you to get sick. And then you distance yourself, not only from a hot dog, but even from the machshava of a hot dog. A person sometimes, the way he feels after he's done a terrible Aveyor. It was the biggest type in his life to do that Aveyor. Then after he does the Aveyor, he can't think about it. It makes him sick if he thinks about that. Then you have a person that he doesn't have to do the Aveyor to feel sick about it. It makes him, the thought is a sickening thought before doing the Aveyor. That's what we have to reach. That Madrega. We're not talking about a delusional person. He knows that there's tsarists in the world. He knows that everything is not uh, peachy, that there, are, that there are problems, and life is not so gewaldic. And, and, you know, that when we were kids, things were very, very different 40, 50 years ago. So when, when, you, watched, when you watched the television, the impression that you got, like, like, life is great. Like the old movie we used to always watch during the holiday season, it's a wonderful... It's a wonderful life, right? It's a wonderful life. It was a beautiful, beautiful m- movie. On that Nakuda, on that Nakuda, and in general, the, the shows that we watched, like everybody was happily married, and they always said good morning, and they, everybody ate supper together and said prayers, and, you know, it's a pretty, it was a pretty good world. There was, there was this big cover-up when we were kids, that, and the idea was that that media or the television was, for the most part, was to, was to be used as a way to promote good feelings and certain morality, which is where America was holding at that time in, in, in their rutzen to be a certain way. But now, everything is, you have to be honest. It's called honesty. So all, all the shows are showing the most disgusting things and saying, listen, you know, this is what the world really is, so why are we going to be dishonest and show the kids something that's not true? Again, there's some sort of a derisive that says that we have to be honest in this way. In every other way, they lie to their kids. But the world is a horrible, miserable place, and they have to know about all the they have to know about how horrible the world, horrible the world is. So what's happening is that children don't don't have a chance to be children. It's something that we all know is happening. Children can't be children anymore. They can't laugh. They can't be happy. They can't because how could you be happy when you're living in such a world? How could you be happy with what was going on with the world, what happened with the mice with the World Trade Center? It's now is the, um, the time that it happened this time. What, huh? Yeah. It was the, wasn't it the Chavetz Chaim's yard site? And it was the, now. So, 
Oh, today is September today. Oh, today is September tenth. Today September tenth. So when that happened with with, with uh, when that happened with the uh, with the World Trade Center, so the the kids were seeing images over and over and over again of people jumping out of a building and collapsing and everything and and people screaming on the streets and 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 the and there was this feeling of a responsibility on the part of the on the part of the media to. I mean, it's, this is the biggest news of the century. So there's a feeling to Ad Hayyam, do you think that, that these children have recuperated? They haven't. They haven't. I, I, I was, uh, I had friends of mine, there are friends of mine in Flatbush that, that asked me to speak, to, I know them for a long time, asked me to speak to their daughter. The daughter was afraid to go to school. She couldn't go to school. She was afraid of airplanes. She thought every time she walked in the street that, they, that it's going to be something. So all of this is for the sake of what? Honesty. In other words, we have to be more careful what? When you pass by a skyscraper? Be more careful not to, not, uh, what exactly? Certainly the, the, uh, the government has to study these things very carefully and to do things to help. But the children of people, not just children, even adults, do you think it's good for an adult to allow into the system the image of people jumping out of buildings like that. Now, look, we all read about the Holocaust, and we saw a million pictures about a million, whatever, the same pictures. There aren't so many, but we saw them, we saw them. It's not so passionate about that, what that does to a person. So we know this terrorist in the world. Somebody's delusional to think that everything is fantastic and the world is beautiful. And there's that cover-up like they had on television and the news when we, like when we were younger. And now we know that the world is not like that. Remember there was this thing when I was a kid. There was this guy that was like a, had a radio show for kids. And I remember he was Uncle Bob. And um, it was like, hey, it was like, you know, like a real happy, nice guy great, happy, nice guy who loves kids. And there was a terrible blooper that took place when he thought he was off the air. And he said, there's your Uncle Bob saying, so long, kids, and good night. And then afterwards he said something absolutely disgusting about children. Absolutely disgusting. He says, like, Uncle, we're finished with those little, he said a, a filthy word. And the whole country was like, that was it. He was finished. There was nothing to talk. There was nothing to talk. Not like nowadays. You know, he apologizes. You, know, you do anything now in the world. You, I'm sorry. No, he was ice. He was ice broadcaster because there was nothing to talk about. Because it was misgala that he wasn't the person. He wasn't that person. the What was he truly thinking about children? He was thinking that they're a nuisance. Something he said much worse. So. We know. And the person knows that there's, that there's all kinds of tricks in the world and dishonesty. He knows this, but he says to himself, What do I, I know that there's stuff out there. I know that the, but why do I have to, why do I have to inject myself with this swine flu? Forget about uh, uh, injecting myself with a cure or with a whatever, uh, to protect, to inject myself with swine flu. This is bigger poison. In the Olam HaEmes, this, the Michael Jackson is much worse than the swine flu. Much worse. <coughs> Why do I have to throw my thoughts and bring my thoughts into that world of Pesha and Ova? I want to live in a clean world. I want to have clean laundry. I want to have clean bed. I want to have a clean house. I want to have a clean water, clean food, clean cities, clean rivers. I want to have a clean mind, clean machshavas. I want to live in an olam naki. When you read about what's going on in these places, like in Afghanistan, you know what it, you know what it, what, it, what it's like in these places. Would anybody ever want to spend five minutes in these in these? in these dumps, in these cesspools. We won't spend five minutes in these places. 
and you spend every day reading about it, and that's where your machshav is, or that's where you are, mamish in these places. I want to live in a clean world. I want to live in a pure world. I'm not delusional. I understand. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not going to uh, be taken for a, uh, be taken for a ride. But I don't want to live in that world. I want to live in the Olam Naki, the Zach. I mentioned in Shabbos that if any person who's ever tried to do this, to even begin by taking a week off, it's a good time of the year to try this, by taking a week off, no radio, no newspapers, no news bulletins, whatever, the computer, total Nikias, total Nikias, completely clean, and, and, and to forget about all the, the silliness that what's going to, if I don't know what's going to, what's going to be, you know, with the health care, what's going to, I need to know the health care, they'll tell you about that, you'll find out about the health care. Total Nikias. I don't know how many people, I don't know how many, I don't know how many noses and ears were, were found on the street in, in, uh, in Tehran. Michael. Michael. There are people who were killed in Tehran this week. Michael. But, but about Nehzeser, Nehzeser will find out, you'll find out in the street. Michael. You don't have to have any newspapers, you don't have to, no news, no newspapers gone there to pull off the wires. From the, uh, from the, the from all of all of these all of these wires that uh, uh, that are killing us, and to be totally totally clean, you know that person would feel an unbelievable aliyah, would feel better than getting out of the car in the mountains. You'd feel an aliyah in who you are, and the person should think about trying that. It's a wonderful project. It includes, of course, books that are. Novels and things like that. A, a week of Nikias. Tyra and Avaida, Nikias. Kamuvan Shahadvarm, Halalu, Nemarm, Kishlav, Naisav, Lachamash, and Emad Ashav. It's understood that we're talking here about the, the next level, the next stage after what we've been learning until now. Kozman Shahadam, Lemizaz, Atam, If you haven't yet come to that place of identifying the etzim, the essence of who you are as a neshama, if you haven't come to that yet, then then it's obviously much easier for you to think about bad things because you don't you don't feel that that's you. You feel that you're the you, who are you? You're the person sitting in, in the, at, this, at this desk. So, But the more you realize that that's not you, who are you? You are the neshama. The more you come to that that avoid that we were learning until now in the sefer, the more you realize that it's not a matter of overcoming. You don't have to overcome negative thoughts. No one has to stand over you and tell you go away from that. You can't bear to be in that. It it makes you sick. The same way you can't think of the hot dog after you get sick. You wouldn't go near that machshava. You don't want to have any shaykes to that machshava. The same thing after God forbid a person does a terrible avera. And before he did that, as I said before, he's a big type. And after the Avera, he, he doesn't want to think about it. It's disgusting. Because now that that um, that dimion, that delusion is finished. He already did the Avera. And he realized that it didn't do anything. What did it do? Made me feel worse about myself than ever. So now even the machshava of it is so sickening he can't bear it. Because now he sees what the machshava is. Before he did the Aveira, he didn't really see that Machshava. Because it was just something that was a taifa. It was, uh, I'll never do that. Now he did it. So the Machshava is, the Machshava now is a portrayal of him. He now clearly understands that he is the Machshava. For Haraya, he did that. He did that. So he now sees that there really is no gap between the act and the thought of the act. Because he did it. So look what happens. He doesn't now revert back to thinking about it. He might come back to tomorrow. But he doesn't revert to thinking about it. He distances himself completely from the thought. Not just because of guilt. Because once he feels, and it's clear to him, that he is that thought, he can't look at himself that way. He can't stand it. It's sick. It's not any sicker now than it was before he did the Maisa. 
But now he can no longer make believe that he's he and the he and that are two different places. He now realizes that that's what he did. So now, if you tell him, now he would never say, "Oh, it was just a thought." He would never say that. He would be sick at the thought. He would never he would never say that silly thing that we always say. Oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm just thinking about it. He wouldn't say that after he did the ma'aser. He couldn't think about it. Why? Because now he's in a true place. Because now he sees that his machshava is him. He did that. So afterwards, he doesn't come back to that silly thing to say, uh, I'm not bothering anybody, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, 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 I did it. I did it an hour ago. But now I'm just thinking about it. He doesn't do that. He, he can't bear the thought. Because now there's no longer this game that him and the thought are two separate things. Because he lived through that thought. But the emiss is, the emiss, emiss is, that even if I didn't do that, I lived through it. And when a person comes to that sensitivity, even if I didn't do it, but my thoughts are who I am, and therefore, in essence, if I thought about something disgusting, I lived through it, I lived in it, you don't need them to command him to go away from that mashavi. He loses his appetite for that thought. He can't think about it. But this person, before he comes to that, is ki magish he he matzah shal ha'ani betzim ha'avel. He doesn't yet, he doesn't yet realize that the thought about something is, is how the thought of something means he's there, in that oval, in that terrible thing. Which is unlike the case, unlike the person who is marching in this way that we're learning. He's mamish making progress. And slowly he's opening up within himself that awareness of who he really is. This development, this opening up of the truth inside of him. It creates within himself a new way of grasping reality. And the Shama Dikavai. How the Nishama feels, how the Nishama understands. He realizes the truth of this, that what I'm thinking about, that's where I am, or the Shamu Mishabin, that's what I'm connected to. When the person feels this, you don't have to give him a pasuk that tells you stay away from bad things. Don't think about bad things, it was Chazal learned from there that. Uh, not to have Yehurim, not to think about bad things. Guard yourself against all bad things. He doesn't need a Pasuk. He doesn't need, he doesn't need uh, to look it up in Shulchan Aruch. The same the guy doesn't need a Pasuk to tell him not to eat another hot dog. He doesn't need a Pasuk. Well, the guy that just, that just did the terrible Aveira, and, he, and he's right after that Aveira, and, and the thought of it sickens him, he doesn't need someone to tell him, don't think about that. He can't bear the thought. He can't, he can't think about it. That's where we have to come to such a place. Not to be able, not to be able to think about such a thing. That's bad. The very, that very act of thinking, thinking is an act. That itself creates within him a deep inner recoiling <laughs> like a person who smells an available shuk I mentioned on Shabbos that which I said many times over the years that there were a lot of people that were by the Kotzke and they were waiting around for the, to each one to speak to the Rebbe and there was uh, all kinds of people and there was a guy that grabbed the candlesticks the Rebbe's candlesticks the silver candlesticks and he ran out it was a garment so they ran in to tell the Rebbe the Shamas ran in to tell the Rebbe I guess some people start chasing the guy he ran in to tell the Rebbe there was a Yid who stole the Rebison's candlesticks. Zakotska so said, that can't be. What are you talking about? It can't be. So it can't be. Why not? It's because it says in the Torah, like Sigmite. It says in the Torah, you can't steal. So what does that mean? It means the Kotska didn't see that as a suggestion or as a nice theory or as an idea or whatever. Lie Sigmite. You, you can't. You will not steal. You can't steal. Lie Sigmite. Lie Sigmite. Can't. And the Torah says, that you can't commit adultery. You can't do that. 
So that might apply to every person under millions of millions of circumstances and throughout his life. But not with his mother, not with his sister or with his child, even though the Torah addresses that as well because there are all kinds of sick people. The Torah is in the world. But you don't have to say to the guy, hey, hey, by the way, buddy, if you're thinking about your sister, I just want to remind you, it says in the Postal Way Sinaf. You'd be insulted. You have to tell me, lay Sinaf with my sister? Yeah, you know, there's a din in the Torah that says lay Sinaf. Or being more specific about that specific issue with with uh, a chaisai, with a sister. You guy would be angry at you. You're telling me a pasuk. I, the thought is that even you thought of it, you're a sick guy. I would never think, God forbid, of my sister in any way like that. Why not? What are you, out of your mind? That's disgusting. I'm, I'm a clean person. Hazoi, you're a clean person. I don't know. That's not uh, a lot of. Uh, that's not. That's not so uh, clear that you're such a clean person because you seem to be doing a lot of evade. Yeah, yeah. No, I do that. Sure, but not with my sister. So there, the machshava. You couldn't have even a machshava of that. If somebody, if somebody had to come and tell you a pasuk, you'd be very hurt. That someone's suggesting. You're, in other words, you're suggesting by telling me a pasuk that I myself would consider such a thing, and I need a pasuk to hold me back. I can't even think of that. I would never think of such a thing. You're insulting me. What the Kotzka said, says in the Torah, Leisignav. means to the Kotzka, it's impossible to steal. It says the Pasuk, Leisignav is a chaisi, not to go with the sister. When the Pasuk says that, how do each and every one of us hear that? We don't hear that like, please hold yourself back, try not to. We don't hear it like that. How do we hear it? Ugh. You can't do that. You can't. It's not possible to do that. That's how we hear that. Ah, oh, but the Kotzka heard that by stealing also. But the Emes is, that's what it is. That's the Emes. It's just that we're not in that Madrega, so we don't think of it by those of they, by, by what signal. By, so we think, but, but, but we, could, we could certainly identify how the Kotzka felt and how we thought. We just have to translate that to another din. A din that we find is obvious and, and the alternative is totally disgusting. And then what? And then we can't even think about it. And then we hear the, t- the Pasuk, the way the Kutzka heard it. Loi, you can't. Ugh. You can't. It's not possible. It's not shaykh to you. You want to live, a, you're, you're a clean person. You're, you live in an Ilumnaki. What are you talking about? Such a sick thing. This is the depths of this shayrish, of how to get to the root of cleaning out our thoughts. Listen, there are many, there are many different types of thoughts, negative thoughts that a person has. Negative thoughts that a person has about himself. He has a poor, bad way of looking at himself. In the earlier prokem, we were learning about how to, how to overcome those negative thoughts about oneself once you know who you really are that you're a tzaddik, you're a kodesh, you're a tzaddik you can overcome those bad thoughts about yourself and the things that you think about other people bad things about other people I mean you understand what a yid really is and that person that who that person really is that he's also not just you but he's also a tzaddik and he also has a big nishana so then what then you can get over that. And we learned about that. That you hear about other people, places, whatever. And there are things that you never actually saw or heard, but you imagine things that could be in the future, negative, bad things that you're thinking about for the future. He never, something he never heard that it happened or saw that it happened. All kinds of machshavas about the things that could be. There are many different types of negative thoughts. If a person would take upon himself for a day or two, just keep a record. Now, it's, it's hard. 
um, to do that. But if a person makes a cheshman, let's say after an hour or two of the day, to keep a paper with him and to jot down on two sides of the page, one good thoughts and one bad thoughts, during that one day, to keep a cheshman and to write down, not the number, but to write down what the thought was, and to do that. And then he could then he could make other chalukim. He can make another malkam and a chaveir. You know, he could make tayvim and so on. Yuchal la'achem yikain la'kaches as kolam achshavish shalara shavur b'maychay. Then he's able to look at the negative thoughts that went through his mind on one day, and what l'chalkan l'kama v'kamasugim. He could divide them into different kinds of bad thoughts, different kinds of destructive thoughts. There are many many categories, obviously, not that parsha of negative thoughts, and the person can begin to do that. Certainly, when it comes to the positive thoughts, they should be highlighted, and they should be strengthened. And you know, and, and all that we're talking about in a negative way, in a positive way, as I said at the very beginning today, to be in Yushalayim in one's thoughts, to be sitting by the Balshantar's table. Even you can, you can cross over generations, you can cross over history. You can cross over time also in a certain way. We we, we don't know what the Vashant have looked like. But to to try to to try to imagine what it was like to be at his table. And and there were tzaddikim that we were zaykh to see. We were zaykh to see tzaddikim in our lives. And to try to have a machshava to try to have a machshava of being with that tzaddik, of being with that rabbi, that tzaddik, that whatever. Then it's then you're there. So we shouldn't end in a, in a negative way, we should end in a positive way. To keep track also of the positive machshavas. Not just the negative, the positive machshavas. And to, and to focus and to strengthen the positive machshavas. And by doing that, the person will bring himself over more and more to the tzad hatoy, to the sitri dikusha, to a place that is good. But how to practically get down to the nitty-gritty of being oikir, of uprooting, these negative mashavas will continue with Bezashem this coming Shabbos.